0: Today on Scrum of One, we'll hear the small saga that is my Agile journey, my opinion on being a boyfriend, and how to take a compliment like a classy jerk. You're welcome. Oh, look, this podcast has a theme song now. Scrum of One, Episode 2, My Agile Journey. What it is, everybody. This is the Scrum of One podcast. My name is Meryl Lamont. Welcome to the show. All right, that last episode, episode number one, was a glorious 14 seconds long. And the purpose of that was to prove out the delivery pipeline. And you can look up more details on the Scrum of One blog post entitled uh, Minimum Viable podcast. Now, I'm not planning to have them all be that short. I do want guests on here. They would be uh, the fans and friends from the adventures that I've made as an Agilist, Uh, and I want to invite them on to ask them, what is a truth you hold dear? What is a truth you hold dear? That should probably be dearly, uh, but I can't seem to shake that question nor that possibly improper usage of grammar, but yeah, that that's what I'm going for with this podcast. Um, however, until we have guests, uh, it's just me today talking about my Agile journey. Now, the short version is something that I usually share in introductory one-on-ones that I have with folks when I'm starting a relationship at work. And there's an even shorter version that I end up sharing uh, when I get a question uh, at the interview, when somebody says, Tell me a little bit about yourself. That beloved question. So then I launch into this and hopefully respect time boxes and answering it. However, this version I'm going to share with you all will be uh, a little more complete. Now, there are reasons why I share this story. Um, this, at least for this podcast, uh, I want to share with you what. Agile has meant for me and and why I'm a fan. And in this story also, uh, I share how career transitions can be messy. So note this, because it's possible for you to make a career transition if you're interested in agile coaching or scrum mastery. So Let's get this puppy started. And I probably want to say I'm a little uncomfortable doing this, but I'm reading notes. I'm used to sharing this story in a very ad-libbed fashion because I've said it over and over again. But I'm I'm looking over notes right now because I want to make sure I don't miss any details. Um, So here we go. Biomedical engineering is where I start. Uh, It was my major and my master's, and it's very impressive sounding. Yeehaw. Uh, From grad school. Uh, I went to test medical devices at a German medical device company. These were large touchscreens that went beep. You saw your heart rate, how much oxygen you have in your blood, stuff that you hopefully never have to see because it means you're not in a hospital. So anyway, if you have any preconceived notions of a German company or a medical device company, you put the two together, and that's exactly where I worked. We had standard operating procedures up the wazoo. You could read that stuff and boot up the company from scratch. And we had paperwork that, uh, that appeased the FDA and all the international FDA equivalents. Now, a couple of years in, they had a change of head of R&D, and that person said, Thou shalt use scrum. And I didn't know what that meant besides the rugby term, so they threw a bunch of us in a room for a couple of days because it's always two days. And that's where I say I fell in love Uh, because Scrum is based on empiricism and empiricism is based on transparency, inspection, and adaptation. And that adaptation piece tugged at the bio part of my biomedical engineering heartstrings, specifically the fact that you could have a retrospective with a piece of Kaizen where the actionable item of improvement is, we ain't gonna do Scrum no more. That's possible. A framework with an out for the framework. Religions don't give you that. So I became intrigued, and I convinced my boss to get to pay for my certification. And so after I did that, I was one of the first certified Scrum Masters running around uh, in the building. Now here's the transition piece. I applied internally to be a Scrum Master, and the hiring manager said that I could talk the talk, but not necessarily walk the walk. That These are my words here. And uh, she also made uh, a point of sharing that I, I didn't have enough experience, which is really annoying because that company was all my experience. She knew exactly what my experience was. Why even bring me into the interview? Um, so So anyway... Five years in, I had an opportunity to be a part-time Scrum Master. Uh, So what the heck does that mean? Uh, One-third of the Scrum Mastering came from the former Scrum Master who took a job as a program manager, because that's what she wanted to do with her career. Uh, One-third of Scrum Mastering came from the line manager of this cross-functional team. And the other third came from the Eager Beaver manual tester with the certification. Me. Uh, it, all it, however, meant that my allegiance was always uh, towards testing if there was any activity uh, that required my attention. Um, so what did I do as one-third of a Scrum Master? I effectively ran the stand-up where my goal, which is pretty much in line with my personality, uh, was to make sure that everybody giggles at least once by the end of the stand-up. And the reason for this was uh, when we do disagree, we can't disagree that badly because we just shared a moment laughing together. So this was my contribution towards getting the, uh, the team to feel good working together. And sometimes there would be absolutely nothing funny that came out of the uh, stand-up or the daily scrum rather. So then I'd say, yep, there was actually uh, nothing funny about this daily scrum. And that would usually give a giggle. Uh, I stayed around until I got senior in my title. And then I eventually connected with a recruiter outside this German medical device company where she said, and and I remember this because it, it did a lot of the work for me. She said, looks like you're looking for a change of pace, change of pace. And meanwhile, I want to scream at her, yes, exactly, I am done testing medical devices. I want to jump into this Scrum Master game because I'm intrigued by the set of activities. I want to play. Um, So after starting at the German Medical Device Company on Monday, July 21st, 2008, I started my first full-time Scrum Mastering gig on Monday, July 21st, 2014 exactly six years later, I, I can't make this up. And thus, I started a new career episode as a Scrum Master Agile Coach, and I've been at five places in as many years since I started. So that's the professional side of my Agile journey. Here's the personal side, and we have to go back to the medical device uh, company piece of the story right after I got my uh, Scrum Master's certification. And the the way that I begin this story is by starting with once upon a time. Uh, Once upon a time, I was living with a girl. Then I wasn't. And I found myself in a one-bedroom in a back bay with all these things I wanted to do. I wanted to be a better friend, a better brother, get to know the city better, put things in this apartment, be a boyfriend again, which is a stupid, stupid idea. And that's when I realized that all these aspects of Merrill could be treated as products with different backlogs, where each thing I wanted to do had different priorities and different levels of effort. Oh my gosh, I could apply Scrum to myself. And so I did. And I blogged about it at scrumofone.com where yes, uh, every morning, early in the morning before I hit the gym, I would stand up and ask myself the three questions. What did you do yesterday, Meryl? What do you plan on doing today? Is there anything stopping or slowing you down? So that's what I did in the beginning. And later, after getting married and having a kid, my agility is a little more fluid. My product backlogs are all in the uh, my iPhone Reminders app. And my sprint backlog is uh, the scheduled items of those uh, lists. And so they appear in my lock screen, which means that all I have to do is press the home button once, and bam, there's my sprint backlog. Um, now, during this whole adventure, I had a decent handle of the how and the what for my Scrum Master certification, but I wanted to get a better handle of the what and the why, so I paid for my own product owner certification, and uh, eventually I paid for my own, no, I didn't pay for my own, I got this one covered by the company, uh, certified Scrum at Scale, professional, and so I became one of those two, more letters at the end of my name, because why not, uh, very Interesting, relatively simple uh, scaling framework for those who are interested. And I say relatively simple because there are some way more complex ones out there, but I'll leave it at that. Uh, so there you have it. That's my Agile journey. And it's the backstory to my Agile approach, which evolves over time. Uh, a couple of phrases that I like to say is agility has utility. Agility has utility. It's been useful for me and my life. It essentially managed the anxiety. I think that's the right word. The anxiety of of moving into my own place for the first time with all these things I wanted to do. Um, And the other thing I think about when sharing the phrase agility has utility is when you're selling agile, sell the utility of it. The why behind the notion. What problem are you trying to solve when you walk into a company and propose an agile transformation? Uh, a, a conversation for another time. The other phrase that I like um, that reflects my agile approach is respect the context. This is more of a Kanban idea. Uh, from Kanban, you hear how it's important to respect the roles and the policies in place and that your changes should be evolutionary versus revolutionary. Uh, and another reason I like it is because in my application of Scrum onto my uh, personal development, it's very different than applying Scrum or other aspects of agility to software development, which is in turn different at each company because each uh, company has its own history and its own culture. Uh, especially around, uh, agile. So there you have it. That is my agile journey. We're coming up on regulation time. So let's wrap up this puppy. I want to start by saying thank you for listening. Visit scrumofone.com for my blog and more on this podcast. Chat me up via scrumofone at gmail.com with constructive feedback, please. Our musical theme is Song for Grapes by Zephyr Lamont and Joseph Boulay, my daughter and nephew, respectively. And from historic Medford, Massachusetts, I'm Merrill Lamont. Stay agile, my friends.